Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriati, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriati has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. Thomas Hainig was the president of the Kansas City Fed for 10 years. And he tells Fox Business that the deep part of the recession, it's still in front of us. Imagine any kind of good that would trade for very long at a zero price. And suddenly you're going to increase that price dramatically. You're going to have a very unstable market. And that's what we've done with interest rates. We've kept them very low over the decade. Now we want to move them up. I think we are going to have a pretty tough time doing it. And 2023, we're going to see a recession. And I think it'll be a fairly difficult one. So that's what uh, Thomas thinks there. Do you agree with that? And, And what is your action plan heading into the new year? Yeah, well, Chris, this recession has absolutely taken a toll on on just many of our account balances. And mm-hmm. I, I've been having more and more people just come into the office or call me up and just tell me how high their balances were back in December and you know even January earlier this year, and and how much they've just lost over the over the past several months. And I think one of the main reasons that folks have seen so much loss is that um, you know people were alerted back you know on the news and other outlets like our show about how you know, months ago, how inflation is a problem and how the Fed is most likely to, to raise interest rates to, to help combat the problem. Uh, it's really the Fed's number one tool, which is raising interest rates. It's their most powerful to just really slow down the economy and to, to fight inflation. Uh, the feedback I'm, I'm just getting back from a lot of folks is that they, um, they left their investments just really invested exactly as they were invested with no changes over the um, at all being made over the past several months. Mm. They left everything as it was uh, over the past few years because they saw a decent amount of growth in their account balances over the past few years. So they said, hey, I'm not going to change a thing. For example, they saw the mic, the market come right back after the uh, pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, and they figured, all right, maybe with inflation, yeah, their their balances might be down. But a lot of people just feel that everything is just going to bounce right back like it did in, in March and April of 2020. But the reality here is that the market is in a very it's in a completely different cycle than than we were uh, hit with during the pandemic. Yeah. But we had such low inflation back in 2020. Actually, we've had relatively low inflation over the past decade. And it's it's really been about 40 years since we've had this level of high inflation. So a lot of 60 year olds now out there are listening and thinking, geez, I was I was in my 20s back 40 years ago when the last time we had high inflation and a lot of 60 year olds nowadays, they didn't have much money to manage back in their 20s. They (laughs) had a nice car, maybe, uh, (laughs) but certainly not the amount of money they have accumulated nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I I would say that 98 percent of the people, something like, you know, a really high percentage uh, that come into my office confused about why their balances have dropped so much are the same ones that made absolutely no adjustments to their accounts over the past several months. And Chris, you, you probably already know the importance of, uh, you know, how, how healthy it could be to just meet with a financial advisor at yes. least once a year so that we can help spot these trends and make those minor adjustments every now and again. Right, Chris? Absolutely. And, and I, I want to ask you, and I, we may have talked about this earlier this year, and I apologize uh, if I don't remember, but do you think that the quick rebound that the market saw in 2020 uh, you know, when everyone everyone kind of went to cash, but it, it bounced back pretty quickly. Do you think that is working against people right now because they do have that mindset of, yeah, the market's down right now, but it's going to bounce back real quick, just like it did a couple of years ago? That's exactly my concern. 
we are in a completely different, you know, the market had the, a big scare of uh, back then of just how, how long they were going to have to shut down the economy. And, you know, the, that's why the market dropped so, so rapidly. But this is a totally different environment. Yeah. And what really concerns me, Chris, is that next year is quite likely to, to, to be a good deal worse than this year. Uh, it, the market only went down this year. Everyone needs to know this. Uh, the market went down this year just based off of the news, just off of the announcement that the Fed raised interest rates. Uh, we still have to digest these higher interest rates as an economy. Mm-hmm. That the housing market is likely to continue to to slow down with with these higher mortgage rates. They hit twenty year highs uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the auto industry is likely to be impacted negatively because car loans are going to cost more. Um, just businesses of all shapes and sizes, they're constantly borrowing money uh, for things like buy, uh, buying more inventory and they want to expand their operations. Maybe they want to buy that building across the street. It's all going to cost more uh, for those business owners and those businesses. So, yeah, the businesses might need to begin laying off workers in order to continue on, on their path of, of moving forward and expanding. And this could very well spike that unemployment rate leading into the, the middle of 2023. And yeah, with these loans costing, you know, just more for these businesses, it absolutely can cut into their profits. So you're going to have companies reporting earnings that could be well below Wall Street expectations. And we all know how that can drive this, the stock price down. Mm-hmm. People, you know, sell that like a and the stock goes down like a lead balloon. So the bottom line here is that uh, if your current advisor is telling you to just uh, keep the exact same setup that you've had for the past several years and just ride it out. Uh, you might be in for even more downturn coming up in 2023. And I, I would I would suggest you get out a pen and paper and do the math. Uh, and if your your account, let's say if it did take another 20% hit next year, uh, would that remaining account balance, would that be enough to get you through your retirement? Maybe now's the time to start protecting what you have, protecting your principal so that your balance doesn't keep slipping and slipping. Because no one wants to be less wealthy as we approach retirement. No one wants to be less wealthy when you're already retired either. So give my office a call if you feel like you want a second opinion. Um, and we don't want to wait on this one because uh, this could be a few years before our balances recover if we aren't proactive. So give my office a call. The phone number is 610-894-7415. And someone on my team will be happy to set you up with a phone call with me personally this upcoming week. And I'll do these reviews with you completely complimentary as I've been doing for, for uh, a long while for our fellow 1210 listeners, Chris. So there you go. Once again, that number is 610-894-7415. You know, as we approach the end of the year and the hustle and the bustle of the holidays, don't delay your, your retirement plans or, you know, kick that can further down the road and say, I'll tackle this at the beginning of the year because we don't know what the next, you know, month and a half is going to have in store for the markets. And, uh, you know, if if the market takes a further drop, as it seems likely to do, and not not no crystal balls here, obviously, but uh, if, if that does happen, you know, why why make your retirement uh, portfolio go even further down? Go ahead and schedule that time. Start putting the plan in action today. Six one zero eight nine four seven four one five or the website retirereadyfg.com. You talked about unemployment there, Jim, and let's take a deeper dive in there. One of the conditions of a true recession is, in fact, higher unemployment and. Tech companies, they're leading the charge with this. Twitter laid off half of its workforce, probably even more than that at this point. Uh, Ride-sharing company Lyft cutting 13% of its staff, and Facebook parent Meta has announced upcoming layoffs. So if you've got a client who's fearful of losing their job or already has, whether they're in the tech sector or not, 
What steps do you suggest? Uh, is delaying their retirement in the cards? Yeah, well, Chris, look, you know, as this recession continues to, to march forward, um, it, it's likely to be in the news, these headlines of, mm-hmm. of really not even dozens, just hundreds of companies uh, announcing layoffs. So how do we how do we plan for this? That's the question. How do we what do we do? Uh, you know, we want to protect our life savings. That's that's what we want to do. But how do we uh, how do we set it up so we can still be financially comfortable throughout our retirement? Um, we, we want to just really enjoy ourselves in retirement. Yeah. So we're not staring at the television screen and and glued to the news. You know, every time layoffs are announced, et cetera, we don't want to be watching stock prices just ride that roller coaster of ups and downs. So, you know, one guy in particular comes to mind. He's uh, he was telling me that his mood of the day depends on whether stocks are up or down. Mm. <laughs> so, so if stocks were up, he was he was telling me, Jim, I'm real pleasant to be around. Uh, I, I uh, was giving my wife just random little kisses on the cheeks, just walking up <laughs> behind her. And, you know, he was making his bed and, you know, making his grandkids lunch. And you know, and then the next day he was saying that, you know, if this if his stocks were down, he would kind of mope around the house and. And uh, he would force himself to take naps, even though he wasn't really tired, just eating junk food. He was just cranky to his family. So so essentially, the stock market was shaping who he has become as a human being. Mm. Uh, and the stock market has such a big role in how he was behaving, you know, even in front of his grandkids, which he was he really took a deeper look into himself and his uh, his behavior there. And, you know, he said, look, I don't want my grandkids to remember me like this, where I was, you know, off one day on the other day. So I asked him, his name was Joe. I said, Joe, is this the way you want to live for the rest of your life? Is it? And he would, uh, he said to me, look, I I would do anything to provide financial security for my family. That was first and foremost. But I reminded him that, yeah, his family appreciates all he's doing for him, for them. But, you know, they also want to spend time with him. And, you know, they want to spend time with the lovable version of himself. And, and you have kids, Chris, so yeah. I, I know that they uh, would w- much rather be around the, the the nicer version of you, probably, right? Absolutely. There are times where I'll, I'll you know, uh, park the car 10 minutes across the street and just decompress before I go through the door because I don't I don't want them to, to have that vision. So I get that entirely. Uh, exactly. But yeah, so I, I was d- just determined to help Joey. He's a real nice guy, a real friendly guy. So what I did was I, I, I took a look at... Uh, um, really an inventory of his savings. I wanted to see what he had. He had a 401k. He was, he was collecting social security. Um, and he, um, he had an IRA also with, a with another, uh, company in addition to his 401 and he had some other savings at the bank. So, um, you know, I was asking him about his expenses. He said, Jim, look, I'm fairly frugal. I don't spend a lot of money. I don't buy new clothes every year. I, I don't go on a lot of trips. I, I go on one or two, you know, smaller trips. So he was pretty much your basic all-American 71-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I was just really able to get a, an idea of his current expenses. And I was able to map out you know, pretty much, you know, j- just generalize how much he needed to spend each year. And I was able to chart out just a, a little bit more of a clear picture of his savings to get a better idea of how likely his money, you know, really how long his money was likely to last. And it turns out he really didn't need to be taking the huge amounts of risk in all of these stocks and mutual funds in order to provide for the lifestyle that he always dreamt about for his family. Hmm. So, yeah, so I was able to introduce him to to some different ideas that he had no idea even existed because all he knew about was what was over at Vanguard. Vanguard does not offer every financial instrument when it comes to retirement. They have a limited menu. Uh, and I was able to show him that the amount of money that he was uh, 
forced to take out of his IRAs. That's the required minimums, of course. Uh, he didn't even need that, that, that money. He didn't need it to live off of those required minimum distributions. So I was able to show him some techniques where if we convert the regular IRA and the 401k, if we switch some of that over through a conversion into what's called a, into a Roth IRA, uh, we'd be able to do some um, uh, projections. And I was able to sit down with him. And the projections show that he was able to save potentially in the neighborhood of around $123,000 of tax money throughout his lifetime. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's extra money, Chris, that was going to him and his family instead of going to the IRS. Mm. And that's all from that little four-letter word, Roth. Uh, finance's favorite four-letter word, as I joke around. Uh, but I was able to show him also some other technique, uh, techniques that he didn't even know about um, because no one at Vanguard is talking about this stuff. And it's called tax loss harvesting. Uh, we do it right around this time of year, especially when the markets are down. Um, more specifically, th this is where we have a gain in one stock or one mutual fund and a loss in another stock or mutual fund or something similar. And this is where we sell the stock with the loss. So we, uh, so we incur the loss, we realize the loss, but we also sell the stock that has a gain. And people say, why, why would you sell a stock that has a gain? Isn't that going to be taxed? Not necessarily. Because we, write, we, we just buy the stock right back that had the gain and we're able to offset the, the two. So instead of having to pay taxes on the gain, we get to keep all of that gain to ourselves, and not have to share it with the IRS if we have an equal loss of a similar asset type in a different stock. Mm. Let, let me give you an example here. Let, let, a lot of us made money in Apple stock, and a lot of us recently lost money in Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so the taxable gain in one stock, like I was saying, can be offset by the loss of another stock. You know, on the flip side, if you don't utilize the, the, this technique and let's say you, you take a loss in your Amazon stock this year, let's say you sell it. Uh, and then next year you decide that you want to sell your Apple stock uh, to live off of, to get some of the income or, you know, get, to use it for income. Uh, if you sell your Apple stock next year, yeah, you're going to pay full tax on that gain, most likely. So whereas if you sold the Apple then bought it right back in the same year that you sold your Amazon stock, say this year, uh, you wouldn't have to pay tax on the Apple stock to the extent at which the gain matched the loss. So that's very powerful. That could save people big, big bucks, and it's been saving people big bucks. Financial folks like my, myself will, will teach you about these things. So if you have a situation like this, look, you can either spend hours on the Internet Googling it or watching YouTube videos. Or you can save hours of your life, but just by giving me a call and I'll walk you through these strategies, I can explain it to you quickly and see if uh, it's something that you could benefit from. People are saving, you know, substantial dollars in, in taxes each year by doing this technique. So, and this is going to be completely complimentary. I'll do this for folks. My office number, once again, 610-894-7415. Or you can visit my website, which is retirereadyfg.com. 610-894-7415 is the number. It's 610-894-7415 or online, retirereadyfg.com. We talked about taxes a couple minutes ago, and I think most of us understand we're going to owe taxes on a lot of the money that we save for retirement, but we don't really appreciate or understand exactly how much those taxes will be. Kiplinger says tweaking where we invest and how we actually pull our money out in retirement can make a noticeable difference. Jim, uh, what, what is your thought of that? Is that true? And can you help clients navigate this pretty complicated math problem? Yeah, well, Chris, look, if your question is, can the process of, of how we pull our money out make a difference on our taxes? The answer is, you know, look, it could be summed up in three words. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, just about all of us right now at this stage have money in our IRAs or 401ks. We need to come to the realization that we technically don't own all of that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I mean by that? What, what, what are you talking about, Jeff? Uh, we, what I mean is that Uncle Sam still uh, owns a portion because uh, he's going uh, to send us a tax bill and he is going to get paid. Yeah. And when we take money out of these accounts is when he gets uh, paid his taxes. And we only have one chance to give him as little as he rightfully deserves. And just two days ago, just two days ago, I had a meeting with a married couple who was plotting out their, their tax projections with me. Um, and, and they had several questions. They were bombarding me, really. They, they saw me on Channel 6 ABC, which is where I appear every Sunday morning at 7.58 a.m., uh, right before Good Morning America. So they called in after seeing me, and they set up a time for a consultation. The wife had accumulated about $1.4 million in her 401k. She hey. was six, 61. Nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was trying to minimize the taxes, though. Her questions were all about Social Security taxation. Um, she was planning on retiring at 64 and beginning to collect Social Security at that point. So, you know, there was just three years away. So she, she was just trying to get her ducks in a row. And we were about 45 minutes into that consultation. And she was so determined to pay the least amount of tax on that, that Social Security um, so I showed her just how to do it. You know, I answered her questions, mm-hmm. gave her some techniques, but I, I couldn't let any more time go by without asking her, the, you know, about the big pink elephant in the room. And if anyone's listening right now, they probably uh, might be guessing what that big pink elephant might be. And if you guess the 1.4 million in her 401k, then uh, the taxation that's about to come on that, then you guessed correctly. Yeah. And, and I asked her what the what the what her tax plan was regarding the 401k. And she said she, she just planned on leaving it there until she hit age 72 uh, and just taking the minimums out that the IRS required. And I said, all right, let's say you get a reasonable, you know, six percent return on that money. Mm-hmm. Yet your one point four million could very easily grow to two point eight million by the time you hit age 72. And I asked her, you know, how much she thought the RMD, which is that required minimum amount. Uh, that she had to take out. I asked her how much, you know, if she had to guess how much uh, that amount would be. And she said, um, I don't know, what, 30000 And uh, no, she was wrong. The actual answer is a little over $100,000 is what <laughs> she would be forced to take out. So I explained to her, uh, this amount is quite likely going to increase uh, in the future, really, as we get older, because the, the percentage of our RMD gets higher and higher. We have to take out more and more. Mm-hmm. And the more we take out, it's it's goes on to our tax return. It could trigger higher Medicare Part B and Part D premiums. Uh, it could also trigger much higher tax rates. And God only knows what tax rates we're going to be uh, up against in the future. So my next step with her was really just to enter her data into my computer. I did a complimentary for her, just like I'll do for our, the listeners of our show who call in. And I showed her how if she switched or converted some of that money into a Roth, how she could eliminate RMDs altogether because there's no RMDs in your Roth account. So instead of just delaying and kicking the can down the road, uh, she'd really be able to slowly and methodically convert money each year into a Roth by paying the taxes now, getting the taxes over with. And she was able to do this prior to age 65 so that she can likely avoid paying those higher premiums for her Medicare. And this Technique could very well save her a couple hundred thousand dollars of taxes throughout her lifetime and throughout her husband's lifetime. Because remember, her husband would inherit her Roth and be able to let it grow for his lifetime tax free. And she said she would have never known about this because she's been managing her own 401k by Mm. herself for years. 
And I explained to her that 401ks are, they're not just about growing the money. They're also about developing an exit plan. Yeah. You have to know your next step with this stuff. Think about a, a, a billiards player. They're always setting up their next shot. They're positioning that, that cue ball in the best possible area so that they can nail that next shot. Managing your money is no different. So give my office a call right now if you want to learn about these strategies. Don't wait until January because I'm going to be slammed in January. Everyone's <laughs> going to be back from the holidays. Yep. Give my office a call now if you feel like uh, you're paying too much in taxes. Um, and we could set up a call for this upcoming week. And not just because of Jim's schedule, but just because there are things that you could do as the, the year winds down that could be beneficial, like looking at raw conversions for 2022. 610-894-7415 is the number to go ahead and schedule that appointment. 610-894-7415 or online retirereadyfg.com. Uh, as we said with Joe in the previous segment and uh, with this lady here, you know, not to beat her up. She, you know, she's been managing her 401k and, and obviously did a pretty good job if she's been able to accumulate that much money. But but uh, super hyper-focused on the taxation and Social Security when uh, ignoring the, the the millions that she's got accumulated and, and how much that would be down the line. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, cartoons with my son. He's six. And then we've been, the classics, Roadrunner, Wile E. Coyote. And it reminds me of, you know, when the train's coming down the track, coming out of the tunnel, uh, Wile E. Coyote, he holds up that little umbrella. That's how he wants to, you know, avoid the impact. And, and he just gets hit by the full force of it. When really, you know, you and I both know, if you just step off the track, you're going to be better off for it. There is a huge train coming down the track in the form of higher taxation. We don't know the full extent of it. But what are you doing right now? Are you just going to stay on the track and, let it happen when it happens, when it comes time to take those RMDs or, you know, when taxes go up uh, at the very least, you know, January 1st, 2026. Or are you going to step off the track? Are you going to do these Roth conversions or, you know, look at other tax strategies to pay as little as possible? I think you know what the right answer is. And Jim can help you with that process. Once again, 610-894-7415. Yeah, Kristen, just a reminder to everyone, the Roth conversions need to be done prior to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And you do not want to wait until the middle of December to begin those because these companies are, you know, they're they're on their holiday hours where they're, <laughs> you know, wearing their little reindeer antlers and yep. prancing around the office. They're they're not focused as they should be uh, in processing things. So you want to get your processing done in uh, early to mid December. Uh, just want to toss that out there because that's uh, I've had that happen where people wait until the last the last couple of days and then they try to track me down and uh, you know that where they call in and try to do it themselves and then they're unclear about what to ask the folks. And so it's just better to get all this nailed down before the, uh, well before the, uh, the end of the year. Before the bad rush of the holidays. Absolutely. You know, uh, there's no time like the present. Once again, 610-894-7415 or retirereadyfg.com. Schedule that appointment to speak with Jim and get the ball rolling here. You know, the feeling you get when you fall into a routine or a rut, like you might be on autopilot. Well, there's new research out there that shows the average American is going to spend about 10 years, a decade of their life on autopilot. And it kind of reminds me of investors when they start to use a, you know, when they start out with a set and forget it target date fund. But when is it time to, to abandon that autopilot for a portfolio that's more personalized, Jim? Well, Chris, I think anyone who's been listening to our show uh, for a while knows exactly how I, f how I feel about these target date <laughs> funds. In, in case uh, anyone's still wondering how I feel, I, I just absolutely hate them. And as my mother would say, that's hate is a strong word, Jimmy. Hate's a strong word. So, all right, mom, I'll change my answer. I, I strongly dislike target date <laughs> funds. Yeah, that's better. All right, good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I understand why they were created. I get it. You know, some people are just literally um, clueless about when it comes to investing. You know, like when you're younger, when you're 24 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, if you're, um, you know, and 
someone who focused on on art or science or something else other than money their whole life. I, I get it. Just like I would be clueless with with science and other sorts of engineering sorts of uh, lines of work. But uh, for the folks that might be very new to the workforce or signing up to their for their 401ks for the first time. Yeah, those target dates uh, might be good. You just match up your retirement date with the date of the fund. Um, they may not know, you know, the difference, a lot of people between large cap growth or intermediate term bond funds. I mean, there's a lot of tricky words that, you know, if you're not trained on that, you're not going to know what that means. So, uh, but yeah, for those folks, rather than leaving the money in a cash position because they're afraid to invest for, you know, cash, have the cash position for 20 years, you know, from age 24 to 44, I I've seen it sadly, uh, I guess for those folks, yeah, target date could be a better alternative, but for those folks who are, are unsure um, what we mean by target date funds, this is the, the mutual funds that have the date in the title. A, a very common one is the, a 2025 fund. If you have a TSP, you have it in that fund. If you have Vanguard, they have a version of it. Uh, if you have Fidelity, they have a version of it. TIAA has a version. They, all of the major brokerage firms, they, they have a version of that fund. And it's designed for people to put their retirement savings into the fund uh, just to match up with the year they're roughly going to retire. But what I would suggest, what I would suggest is going to Google. Go go to Google today. Uh, not if you're driving, of course, but of course. <laughs> go, in, go in and look up the the performance of a, a 2025 fund for Vanguard. Or, or go back to look up the 2020 fund. That's for people that retired a couple of years ago. Those funds got nailed. Mm. Those funds are down about 20% uh, for the year, which means people who recently retired just a couple of years ago, they lost 20% so far. And we're not even through this recession yet. They lost 20% roughly of everything they've ever earned in that account and everything they've ever contributed right off the bat over the, over the past few months. These funds are not safe by any means. They, they have the very high fee structure. They, in fact, they have the highest fee structure of all of the choices typically within your 401k. And you know how, how fees can eat into your uh, returns, right, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's what's worse about these target date funds is that sometimes, um, you know, they, they state in their little prospectus, they state that their objective is to provide income in retirement. For, for years, you know, they, what they do is just shift money into into shorter term bond funds, you know, within the fund, that's how they do it, you know, into a, a duration maybe of maybe one to five years on the bonds as you get closer to, to retirement. And we all know how lower interest rates, um, you know, negatively impact the retirement, just like they've done over the past few years. And that's what I've witnessed is that as people are spending down these target date funds and their balances have been depleting, um, they may have been better off if they looked into something else, maybe something like an annuity for a portion of their money. There's annuities out there that have no annual fees. They can provide income every month for the rest of your life. So instead of bearing all of that stock market risk yourself, instead of having all that risk on your shoulders, on your plate, you, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it would benefit you from shifting that risk onto the shoulders of the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. They have deep enough pockets where they can they can pay us out uh, uh, money each month out of their own money. Um, if we happen to live a very long time and if the market doesn't cooperate uh, or if interest rates remain low, that's what the annuity has the power to do. And mutual funds do not have that ability. So for the folks that have not seen annuities, uh, the current ones being offered, like the ones being offered within the past couple of years, I would suggest contacting your, your financial professional or you can contact me. 
in my office and I'll, I'll show you what they look like and what rates they offer nowadays. They're, they're really quite impressive, uh, especially since interest rates have shot upwards. They've actually strengthened. Um, so you can set up a phone call with me or we can arrange a visit in person at my uh, my Radnor, Pennsylvania office, which is right off Lancaster Avenue, right behind the Radnor Hotel. Or uh, in my Marlton, New Jersey office, which is right off of uh, Route 73 on the northbound side. I'm on uh, the intersection of 73 and Green Tree Road, right across from the Whole Foods. Or we could set up a Zoom or we could just set up a phone call. There's lots of different ways that we can chat. And I'd be happy to just get some complimentary information over to you. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and/or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.